The holiday season means much more than handling special PTO requests during the blackout period. And we've all been there, right? From wrapping up open enrollment before the office party to making a list of compliance deadlines and checking it twice, it can be easy to overlook one of your best opportunities for building company culture, the office holiday party. Even if your party's still several weeks away, it's time to celebrate the holidays at HR Party of One. In today's episode, we're going to cover why the office holiday party matters, especially this year, and we'll also discuss how to plan yours. By the end, you'll be better prepared to show your team you care. Today we'll discuss why throw a party, how to plan your party, and how to make the most of your party. So let's get this party started. Whether your employer has never had an annual party before or hosted one for decades, it's still worth asking, why throw an office holiday party? Even if it's a company tradition, the costs and risk associated with holiday parties are enough to demand a better reason than tradition alone. In fact, after the 2020 holiday season, that's exactly where many employers ended up. Most attempted to move their holiday parties online, while some insisted on gathering as usual, even at a time when nothing was going as usual. And still, others canceled festivities altogether. The pandemic has challenged so many office routines and traditions that companies have found themselves asking, why do we do so many things? As I mentioned, tradition alone isn't a good reason to throw an office holiday party, especially when so many organizations are still recovering from lost revenue. It certainly costs less to cancel the party, but I would argue that not bringing it back this year could actually cost you more in the long run. Why? The primary purpose of an office holiday party is to build your company's culture. Even if planning the party is not HR's responsibility in your organization, it's still an HR issue because it's so vital to a healthy culture. And of course, a healthy culture has a direct effect on retention. With that in mind, we should take holiday fun pretty seriously. The office holiday party is an opportunity to get to know coworkers better and meet significant others, to socialize across teams and to mingle with managers outside the context of project collaboration or performance management, and to celebrate the year's work, whether the company has been thriving or just surviving. It's important to acknowledge and encourage employees' efforts. And that might be the best reason of all to host a holiday party to show appreciation. An excellent example is actually an origin story. Believe it or not, the earliest mention of an office holiday party is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. It's one of the most beloved and retold stories about the holiday season, but it's easy to overlook that the book very much is about employee retention too. Scrooge is not only a miser, he's also a boss. To remind Scrooge of the power of a good employer, the ghost of Christmas past takes him back to Fezziwig's Ball, a lively office holiday party. For the first time in the novel, Scrooge is delighted. The ghost teases him, asking why he is so moved by his old boss's gesture when Fezziwig likely spent so little money on these festivities. Scrooge replies, it isn't that spirit. He has the power to render us happy or unhappy, to make our service light or burdensome, a pleasure or a toll. The happiness he gives is quite as great as if it cost a fortune. How's that for company culture? The first office holiday party proves that employers don't have to break the bank to show their thanks. This holiday season, you can set an example of gratitude and generosity that your team may remember fondly decades later. So we've covered the why, now let's talk about how. How to plan your party. 
Before we look at logistics of when and where, it might be helpful to consider who could help with planning. I found there are always a few passionate event planners in every office who often jump at an opportunity to plan a party. Extend an open invitation to employees and delegate responsibilities. Being an HR party of one doesn't mean you have to plan alone. The first thing you'll want to consider are the logistics of when and where. I would recommend setting a date and sticking to it before deciding on a venue. That is, unless the venue is the difference maker for your organization. At Bernie Portal, we've scheduled our office holiday party on a Thursday evening in early December. We chose a weekday out of consideration for our employees' weekend plans, which are usually especially busy around the holiday season. We chose early December for a similar reason, also keeping in mind that the closer we get to the actual holidays, the more likely employees will be traveling. We chose an evening so that significant others can make it as well. Bernie Portal wants our workers to know that we plan the party with them in mind. That's also why we settled on the date and sent out Google Calendar invites as early as July. As far as location, you have several options. Obviously, the office would be the most convenient and cost-effective, but I would try to plan it somewhere else, if at all possible. Remember that the purpose of the party is to build company culture. Hosting the festivities in the same space as daily activities make the event less exceptional. It also discourages workers from taking a break and getting to know each other outside of the office. Many HR pros know how our physical environment can influence our attitude. Parties are no exception. Some small to mid-sized business owners may want to host the holiday party at their home. After all, hospitality is a form of appreciation. A house party can be a great culture-building event. That's certainly been the case at Bernie Portal in the past, but as we've learned, it becomes less of a viable option the more the company grows. At Bernie Portal, we've booked a private event space at a restaurant near our main office in downtown Nashville. We wanted it to be a familiar area within walking distance. That way, employees don't have to stress about finding the location or a parking spot on their way to a fun and relaxing event. The restaurant is also close to many other venues if employees want to hang out or have a drink after the party. As you're planning, be sure to invite remote and off-site workers. Even if they don't plan to attend, it's still a good idea to check in with them on a video call. Let them know the company is thinking about them and appreciates them. Also, remember to make the party inclusive of all religions. Although the actual holidays celebrate particular cultures and religions, the purpose of our holiday office party is building company culture. It's also important to clearly set expectations for employees ahead of time. You should remind employees that even though the party is a chance to relax and enjoy the company of colleagues, it is still an office event. In other words, they may not have professional responsibilities at the party, but their professional reputation is still at stake. It's good to get out of the office, but they're still going back the next day, when the party may still be a topic of conversation, or at least you hope so. Before the party, HR can remind employees of relevant policies and norms like anti-harassment. However, rather than copying policy language in the party invitation, not really a great look, instead find more creative and situation-specific ways to communicate expectations. For example, I send out party FAQs a week or two in advance with answers to questions like, can I bring a plus one? What should I wear? Will there be alcohol? Should I bring a gift? And can I post pictures on social media? 
In all situations, not just parties, I think HR should anticipate the worst and find a creative way to prevent that. For example, alcohol is often a particular concern at holiday parties. It invites a host of liabilities, so much so that many employers no longer allow it at parties. You want your employees to enjoy the festivities without becoming a danger to themselves or others. But you also want to treat them like adults. So if you do plan to allow alcohol, you might consider a two drink max or a ticket system. Or you could give each employee an Uber or Lyft code ahead of time to nudge them towards getting a ride rather than driving home afterwards. There are so many ways you can plan your holiday office party in a way that uniquely is suited to your organization. I just want to reiterate how important it is to plan early and communicate clearly, whatever the details and expectations. Speaking of expectations, let's discuss how HR and managers can make the most of your holiday office party. So, what about party time? Should HR just kick back and relax and let all of the meticulous planning go to work for you? Or should HR be vigilant and on guard throughout the night? I think there's a third way. To be clear, HR should not be the party police. You wanna have fun too, and you certainly deserve it. I think it's actually good for employees to get to know HR pros in a more relaxed social setting. Employees can be more understanding of policies and procedures they don't like when they see the human behind human resources. Take the opportunity to enjoy yourself and let others see that. Still, if there's an expectation that employees not treat this as a private party with close friends, then there should be some light supervision. After all, someone in leadership will have to, at the very least, assume responsibility when booking the venue. I'm not saying that the person is the de facto party police, but I'm saying that there is already some degree of responsibility to go around. However, it should not all fall on HR shoulders. As I mentioned in recent episodes, one of HR's responsibility is training and coaching management. The office holiday party should be another opportunity to exercise that leadership role. I would recommend sending an email to managers a few days before to establish at least these three expectations. Managers should act as hosts. The office holiday party allows everyone to get to know one another better, but it could be the case that for some employees, say new hires or fully remote workers, their managers may be the only person in the company that they know. That means at the very least, managers should commit to showing up. As hosts, managers should make sure they greet their direct reports and introduce themselves to significant others. Like it or not, it's likely that an employee's partner knows the manager's name, even if the manager doesn't know theirs. When they've heard so much about the manager already, putting a name with a face can go a long way. It also helps managers better see an employee as a whole person when they meet a significant other. When workers feel seen, they often attribute that to company culture, which in turn contributes to company culture. Next up, managers should help make connections. Several years ago, a brand new hire showed up at our office holiday party, knowing no one but his hiring manager. The problem, however, was that the manager wasn't there and didn't let anyone know that someone needed to introduce the new hire to coworkers. The awkwardness left a lasting impression, even though several considerate employees eventually saw what was happening and took responsibility. Managers are also the most frequent point of contact between teams. This means they often know more people across your organization than employees who mostly just collaborate within their team. 
The office holiday party is a great opportunity for managers to help their employees make connections, which can give those workers a better sense of purpose and understanding for how each person contributes to the whole. This feeling of working towards a common goal is at the very heart of a healthy company culture. Next, managers should remember they are managers. As I mentioned, no one should treat the office holiday party like a free-for-all, especially managers. Like HR, managers should try to enjoy themselves, but they should not forget themselves. Even without meaning to, workers will notice their manager's behavior at the party, as my two earlier points made clear. Getting out of the office does not change the fact that managers still represent company leadership in the eyes of their employees. In turn, managers should keep an eye out for their employees' behavior as well. This shouldn't require constant condescending attention. Remember, they likely hired the members of their team, which means they should be able to trust their judgment. However, managers should be willing to take someone aside, discreetly of course, if that employee starts to embarrass themselves or the company at the party. It will go so much smoother coming from someone who's established rapport in a weekly one-on-one meetings rather than HR. Managing difficult conversations with integrity and grace is, you guessed it, another hallmark of company culture. For more on training and coaching managers, I've included links to earlier episodes in the description. We've talked a lot about company culture in the holiday episode of HR Party of One. That's because it's something to anticipate and celebrate. In next week's episode of HR FAQ, we're going to answer the question, what is company culture? Check it out on this channel next Tuesday. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it. That's all the time we have for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Also, join our HR Party of One group on LinkedIn. Bye.